0: Today's episode of Locked On Bulls is brought to you by CBD MD. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBD MD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBD MD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD.
1: Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, couple the jab steps, comes up shooting top three, bam, Put in the hole. Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. What more more
2: y'all want me to prove, man? Look at him with the runway!
1: Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you through our c Score scope, yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked on Bulls podcast. Producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at Locked on Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls
3: underscore Peck. I don't have Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period. Y'all keep What you do
1: best, I love you guys So kick back, relax, and get ready for the best hour of your day It's it's raw You can just see the vibe Locked on Bulls starts now Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck Okay, cool I was hoping it wasn't
3: one of those nutty programs
2: What's up, and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Nat Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 231 979 1369. Drop your text, your voicemail. God for us 331-979-1369 that is exactly what we're going to do at the back end of this episode we're going to take the rest of your mailbag questions and maybe a voicemail or two depending on how long we go with this clippers preview looking forward to the clippers coming to town tonight to play the bulls before we get into all of that matt happy friday and how you doing man
0: what up jordan what up bulls nation looking forward to the weekend uh hopefully we can get the weekend off on the right foot uh, would be big for the Bulls to get a win over the 18-8 and eight L.A. Clippers who are coming to town. Um, you know, certainly a tall task, but this is a Bulls team that pushed the Clippers to the brink when they played each other back in January. I believe it was a three-point uh, final margin. I, I want to say like 130, 127. It was a close game. It was a game in which Zach Levine had one of his Nutzo nights where he put up 45 points. Um, So I'm, I'm looking forward
2: to the rematch. Yeah, it was one of those games, too, that the Bulls were constantly going back and forth, back and forth, all the way down to the end. I think Kawhi hit the dagger right at the end to seal it. But the good news is no Paul George tonight. No Paul George means their second leading score. A dude who's shooting 47% from three this year, Matt. It's insane. He'll be out tonight. So might have a shot if the Bulls can be scrappy and not give up one of those big leads in this first half. I think the Bulls got a shot to stay in this. Why not? It's the the same lineup, actually. With They played against Paul George, so it's actually a less lesser degree lineup tonight that they would see. So hopefully they can stay in it, but any keys, things that you're looking for for tonight up against this Clippers team?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul George definitely put his, uh, you know, his print on that game. Um, he, you, you were right. Kawhi had a big bucket late that pushed the Clippers lead to, I want to say like five or six. Uh, but Zach came back at him, uh, twice to cut into the lead, but it was Paul George who stepped to the free throw line, uh, consecutive times and knocked down all four of his free throws to secure the win for the Clippers. So obviously a big piece, uh, that the Clippers are, will be without, um, tonight, you know, Paul George had 28, nine and seven, Um, in that game. So, obviously, Kawhi is still a handful. Um, There's still talent everywhere on this team. Um, And, and I mean, Kawhi is looking like one of the most efficient players uh, in the league right now. Uh, He and George are both flirting with 50-40-90 right now uh, and doing so with some pretty impressive stats across the board. Um, But, of course, once again, you have to look at the Bulls front court and the lack of depth and the injury issues. No Lowry, no Wendell. Um, and also at the wing position, still no Otto uh, tonight. So what can the Bulls do to to slow down, uh, you know, the likes of Ibaka and Evika Zubak and Morris? I mean, there's like I just said, there's talent everywhere on this Clippers team.
2: The good news is, is actually Wendell Carter Jr. seems like he's pretty close to returning I don't know if that's within the next week or so. It definitely won't be tonight or this weekend, but I did see that he was listed as doubtful for this game, so that makes me makes me think that at least he's working his way back. Maybe he'll be back before even this break, Matt, uh, which would be nice. It'd be a nice pickup for the Bulls' defense, and maybe he can capitalize a little bit on Lowry being out and them needing another score down low. They definitely missed that. So, yeah, I'm looking for the Bulls to stop. Kawhi at all costs and maybe this is another big matchup for Patrick Williams to shine on a Friday night up against one of the best teams in the league that matchup I think can give Patrick Williams a little bit of shine tonight so hopefully things go well he doesn't get into early foul trouble and uh, they can find a way to contain Kawhi
0: yeah I mean obviously there's you know some some differences for, for the Bulls uh, compared to the, the previous matchup against the Clippers Wendell did play in that game um, but Lowry was out. That was when Lowry was doing his his isolation, his quarantine. Um, so the Bulls' starting lineup was, uh, P. Dub, Wendell, Kobe, Garrett, Temple, and Zach Levine. So um, that'll be something interesting to keep an eye out for tonight, because when the Bulls played on Wednesday, there was that weird fluky thing where Donovan had some miscommunication, Denzel started as he did in the Monday night game, but then was quickly replaced by Garrett Temple, who Donovan meaned to start. So uh, for the likes of matchups, do we see Donovan roll with Temple in the starting lineup like he did when the Bulls played the Clippers back in January?
2: It's a good question. Uh, Again, eliminate the early runs in this game. And I think the Bulls have as good a shot as anybody to stay in it. And hell, make a statement tonight, maybe. Make a statement against uh, a Clippers team that's been on the road. They've lost three of the last five games, two. They've dropped two goose eggs at home on back-to-back nights in Boston and Sacramento. Uh, they picked up a win against Minnesota, but even Minnesota, as bad as that team has been this year, they kept it close the entire way. It was 119-112. So, again, if the Bulls can shoot halfway decent, they don't have to have a historic night from three. But if they can stay... I don't know, somewhere around forty, forty-five percent from three tonight and pit and eliminate some turnovers. I don't see why they don't have a shot tonight.
0: I mean, it I, I don't expect them to be that hot in consecutive games. I mean, what they did on Wednesday was historic. Um, and I, I mean, I I might say I'm I'm a little less optimistic about that because when you talk about the Bulls hanging with the Clippers in that previous matchup the bulls were 18 of 33 from downtown 54 and a 54 and a half percent. They shot 61% overall from the field. Zach had 10 made threes that night. So I'm not saying it's impossible for the bulls to stay with this Clippers team without being that hot, but that's how they did it a month ago.
2: I don't have anything else on this Clippers game. I'm excited. I'm hoping it's not going to be a blowout tonight, man. And, uh, yeah, we get to see Kawhi Leonard and and P. Well, I'm excited for that. And Zach hopefully continues his hot streak that he's been on. I mean, it's been all season, but really it's been the last two weeks where he's just absolutely gone off. So I'm excited to see that matchup and uh, hopefully something similar to that that he can build on from his previous game, which was an absolutely insane. Him and Kobe and maybe Kobe too will show a little bit of consistency tonight on the offensive end because they're going to need it again. Don't have Lowry, so you're missing your you're missing a key scorer. So, can't always lean on Levine, especially if they're going to have him matched up with Kawhi for most of the night. It's going to be difficult for Zach to score buckets. So, excited yeah, for this but, one, But like man. you said,
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing baby Kawhi guard big boy Kawhi yes. hopefully at least a, for a, a few stretches in the game tonight
2: yeah that's a good call um, want to get into some mailbag questions before we do that I want to uh, I have to ask you about another I've been checking in on former Bulls recent former Bulls and there's also one that has been getting some attention over the last 24 hours I want to hit on that real quick and then we'll get to your mailbag questions text and voicemails we didn't get to on Wednesday want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag though bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online as you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. You probably have seen this in the last 24 hours. Is all of a sudden everybody's making a big deal about. Max Struess, the the blue demon great uh, who rehabbed his ACL here with the Windy City Bulls on a two-way contract last season. They let him walk, and the Heat picked him up, and it was a good signing. I'm not I'm not getting bent out of shape like some people are though are you no people are getting bent out of shape about that <laughs> yes man it was all <laughs> over the place I was seeing tweets left and right just people but pub- bulls fans specifically just like angry that they didn't David Kaplan had a tweet too he was angry this morning even is saying that he uh he said he doesn't understand why the Bulls let him walk uh let him rehab his ACL like I said and then let him walk and now he seems oh to be playing God. well man and he's like it seems oh like a bad God. decision I'm like Man, we don't. Oh my! We're trying God. to figure out our star. We're trying to figure out our star. We're trying to figure out the second player to get with him, not the 16th guy on the bench. Credit to Eric Spolster, though; he knows how to develop shooters, like dudes that are long, lanky, white, and can shoot the three. He is perfect at that. Multiple examples of that, but I'm not getting bent out of shape,
0: man. Good for him. I mean, that's ridiculous. And look, you you know that we we both love Cap. Cap's a great dude. Absolutely. Um, I mean you, you can't list five people who are more prominent when it comes to talking about sports in this city um but and it's not a cap problem this is this to me is not like one of those silly cap takes this is a bulls fan problem and it's not just a max Struz problem this is a bulls fan problem any time and every single time that a player, who at one point put on a Bulls jersey, hell, put on a G League jersey, hell, put on a training camp practice squad jersey and finds some modicum of success, takes one progressive step in their career somewhere else on a different team. People in the fan base flip the fuck out and it's ridiculous and it makes us look
2: stupid. Guess who deserves credit though? The Windy City Bulls, man. We have given we gave them credit preseason, but I think they deserve another round of... of- Being one of the G League teams that's actually using it to their benefit and actually churning out talents consistently, man. I know they share it with the Denver Nuggets to an extent, but look at all the players around the league. I was looking up just different box scores and with different guys being out, other players are having to play. Like Michael Mulder was a former Windy City Bull. Now he's playing significant minutes with the Golden State Warriors. We just talked about Max Struess. I know you don't want to hear this name, but Antonio Blakeney. He was the scoring champ in the, G, in the G League and Rookie of the Year. Thinking about and, just those players. And playing
0: in China now, right?
2: Yes, and now playing in China. But yeah, the cool. Windy City Bulls are doing a good job, and the Bulls have done a great job with their two-way contracts, too, and actually developing talent that's sticking around.
0: Sure. Yeah. I suppose. Max Druse is not one that I'm getting upset with. wanted to remind our listeners that today's episode is brought to you by Build Bar. Jordan I just got a sample of their newest flavor in the mail, and holy crap, it's delicious. If you out there who've gotten hooked on built bars like we have, like the cookie dough chunk built bar, you will love this new coconut brownie chunk built bar dark chocolate, coconut, and real chunks of brownie right there in the bar. It doesn't get any better. I've already had like three of these things, Jordan. The brownie chunks are Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Delicious. And I don't, I'm not even really a big fan of coconut. Sometimes I think coconut and candy bars or, or protein bars, that flavor is just too overpowering. It, it like works perfectly because the dark chocolate in the brownie really balances it out well. And I I'm halfway through with this box of this new flavor, uh, the coconut brownie chunk, which, by the way, only 150 calories in a protein bar called brownie chunk, for the love of God. 15 whole grams of protein, seven grams of sugar. And this flavor, the coconut brownie chunk is only available for a limited time. It is a limited time flavor. So get it today. It will be gone tomorrow. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on for 20% off your next order.
2: Let's, uh, let's take a voicemail or two here to kind of wrap up the show. We got a couple that came in after our mailbag on, on Wednesday. Um, both concerning Bradley Beal, so let's uh, let's take a listen. What's up, guys?
3: It's Cole from Two One Seven. Um, to the Jump Podcast, as I'm driving home and whatnot. Um, Bradley Beal could have for Zach Levine. Um, I love the idea of a person like Bradley Beal on our team and whatnot. It's just our team is just so messed up. It's a it's a mess. I really want to see Bradley Beal on a, a title-contending team. I love Bradley Beal as a player. I love Zach as a player. I think Brad, I think Brad and Zach both are fantastic players. I just hate for Brad to go to one shitty situation to another shitty situation. I really want to see him get a I don't know, man. i like, I shouldn't think that because I am a Bulls fan, and that would, I'll, and I don't even know if that would really help us. I mean. Considering what we got with Zach, I mean, if it's not doing nothing right now, then what's Adam Bradley Bill really going to do for us at the end of the day? Probably not shake the boat up more than and at all, you know. So, let's see. I, I don't know. Let, let's hope so, guys. Let's hope, let's hope the Bulls figure some shit out sooner rather than later. But, you know, you know how that shit goes. But,
2: no worries, guys. I kind of agree with Cole. It's kind of a sidestep move. And honestly, man, you're going to have to, thinking about it, you're going to have to pay more to trade for Bradley Beal, although you have him locked up, I don't know if it's worth having to give up extra pieces when in a lot of ways you have almost an identical player in Zach on a better contract who is a little bit younger. I know Bradley Beal has gone off and is even more insane than Zach's been this year, man. But if I'm going to trade for Bradley Beal, I don't know what it's going to cost, but I would rather pair him and Zach together try to build that way as, as opposed to kind of making a lateral move.
0: Yeah, I mean... I think the interesting part about this is that this season in particular, Zach has narrowed that gap substantially when you talk about who's the better player, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. Does Bradley Beal have more league-wide cred? Yeah. More individual accolades? Yeah. Has he been on influential winning teams? That answer, much like Zach Levine, is... Nope, not really. Uh, You know, the Wizards are crashing now, and they were less bad at the beginning of Bradley Beal's, you know, young prime years, but they were never, you know, they never did anything of consequence in the Eastern Conference. So if you look at their numbers this season, other than Beal scoring 32 a game and Zach right now at 28, Zach has Beale edged out in a lot of other statistics across the board, whether you're talking, you know, uh, rebounds and assists, um, effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage. Zach is the more efficient scorer this season. Um, and of course, a lot of that is Beal's usage percentage is just astronomically high on that garbage Wizards team. So that drags his true shooting percentage down a bit. But that gap of, okay, well, if you want to do a swap, Beal and Levine, what else do you have to give along with Zach? I don't know, man. That gap is not that big anymore. I'm sure that there are some people out there who are the Zach deniers saying, are you crazy? But but what about Zach's defense? or? Or what about the you know the late game turnovers or this that we've all, we've all been over it a million times I'm telling you go look at the advanced stats of Bradley Beal and Zach Levine this season you might be surprised what you find
2: Yeah, that Wizards team has been garbage too. I mean, they've had spurts here and there where they've pulled off wins. I know they pulled off a nice win against the Nets, but that was because Russell Westbrook went absolutely off, and so did Bradley Beal. I think that. It's weird because that kind of plays a role into it too where we see we've seen what Bradley Beal is next to two stars John Wall for a long time while he was while Bradley Beal was developing as a young player and then we saw it with Russell Westbrook most recently man so. We've seen what Bradley Beal can do next to a, to another player of his caliber either a little bit higher or lower. We've never seen that with Zach, which makes me a little bit more intrigued to bet on Zach as opposed to having to trade stuff away to get Bradley Beal. It would just it doesn't make any sense to make that move when you know you would have to give up Zach, probably give up Lowry, probably give up a first round pick. You may even have to throw in Kobe or Wendell. Like you're trading your entire core for Bradley Beal even with Zach included. Uh, I just think that's the cost he's going at. But I have just I just read an article this morning, Matt, that the Athletic doesn't think that Bradley Beal or Zach are going anywhere. In fact, they believe maybe it's more, it's more. Likely that they sign long term deals, or Bradley Beal just stays put in Washington. Either way, it seems like that the scales are tipping towards Bradley Beal would be traded more so than Zach Levine would. And like we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, Zach Levine's played himself right into a max contract without a question. Now the question is, instead of can you be that player, is do you want to be that player here in Chicago?
0: I understand that notion of about a, a player like Beal or even Levine not wanting to just be traded from one losing organization to another one obviously both of those guys want to win you see it and you see it in their body language after frustrating losses you've seen it with Bradley Beal when his team was losing to the hapless Bulls last season you see it with Zach Levine when the Bulls have lost some some tight heartbreakers this season so unfortunately that is the reality some of the star players in this league don't end up in that you know uh, fairy tale land of oh cool I'm one of the best 10 players in the NBA and my teammates are James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Wow. That's neat. A lot of stars are solo stars on bad teams and that's just
2: the way it goes. Yeah. And again, Zach has got his own power, man. He's got his own power to go wherever he wants. If he just waits it out, if he waits it out another season, it'll be a brand brand spanking new free agent, go wherever he wants. So I don't know. It's just going to be kind of a wait and see. But yeah, to answer our, our caller's question, I think the Bradley Beal thing would be kind of a sidestep, especially what you would have to give up. Uh, if you're keeping Zach, that's a completely different conversation.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, to me, it's it's an interesting hypothetical. But I, I think what you were saying earlier about what came out of the athletic recently is m- the most likely scenario. I, I think if if one of those players gets moved, I don't know. Do you do you see one of those players between Beal and Levine as more likely to be traded? And and by that I mean like before this upcoming trade deadline, a month from now.
2: It's a good question, man. I'm trying to think if they can leverage themselves all the way into the summer, where you know we saw a lot of the big stars get already re-signed with their teams, and so the the top tier talent pool this summer is Kawhi and everybody else so I'm wondering if maybe the Wizards are thinking to themselves maybe we can leverage all the teams that are going to miss out on Kawhi if he decides to re-sign with the Clippers or he decides to go elsewhere any team that's looking to upgrade that thought that there was going to be three four five guys available at tier one now all of a sudden it's just Kawhi. I think that they can maximize from that and getting a team to maybe overpay even for Bradley Beal. But if they're going to move Bradley Beal, then you got to move Westbrook, right? And you probably can get something for Westbrook. Not a whole ton because of his contract, but he's played he's played well in spots when he's been able to be healthy and have fresh legs on the floor. So I see two moves being made there, but I don't think I'm for sure saying that Bradley Beal gets moved before the deadline. He's definitely more likely than, he, than Levine is, I believe.
0: I think so, too. Um, And maybe that's not the same answer to long term, but I think that A.K. and Eversley are going to take their time to decide about the future of Zach Levine. And they know they've still got another year on his contract, a very team friendly contract. I can't imagine between that contract and the way he's performing right now that they are in any rush to trade him.
2: Let me throw something weird at you before we get out of here for the weekend, just for you to ponder. If the Rockets were trying to cut money, even if it's not at the trade deadline, if it's in this offseason, if their owner's trying to cut even more money, would you have any interest in John Wall with the way that he's played when he's been healthy and out there? I mean, and you don't have to deal Zach
0: more interest than I would have had, say, a month ago. Um, or, or before the season started, when John Wall was a gigantic question mark, having been you know shelved for so long as an aging vet with an injury, I, I, I didn't want anything close to do with the John Wall trade before we saw him back on the floor. Now that we have, I think most people are pleasantly surprised by what they're seeing. They're like, oh yeah, that's John Wall. Remember when he was one of the best guards in the NBA? Turns out that that's still that same dude. It's kind of how people are rediscovering one, you know, Stephen Curry right now. Oh, oh, Steph Curry, right? Oh, that guy who can shoot from anywhere, who can pick defenses apart with his ball handling? Yeah, oh yeah, Steph is still Steph. We're kind of learning the same thing about John Wall right now. That being said, am I rushing out the door or, you know, rushing to pick up the phone to to get John Wall here? No. I'd be open to hearing ideas that involved the Bulls and John Wall, but it's not something that I would be eager to
2: do. Because I don't think... It's hard for me to believe Victor Oladipo is going to stay there long term. I'm sure he's going to go somewhere where he can pair up and try to win, man. And you're right. I think you're right about John Wall, though. It's going to be about the cost and, honestly, play the market, too. Let me ask you this, then. Let me build off of that. John Wall, Kyle Lowry, or Kemba Walker? Which of those three? Think about the cost. Think about their contracts, the situations. Two of them you would have to deal for. One you could sign this off season. Would you attack Kyle Lowry? Maybe one year at a massive deal with the amount of cap space that you're gonna have, like one year twenty-eight million or one year thirty million, just to try it. Or would you rather maybe try to trade for a guy like Kemba Walker in in, in Boston, or uh, load up and see if you can if you can deal for Wall?
0: Hmm. That's a really intriguing trio. Um, I would, man. I was I was about to say I'm leaning Kemba, but then I second guessed myself. I don't know, man. That's really tricky. Who would you prefer?
2: I think if I could have it, and I could be guaranteed, I think I would take the one-year experiment with Kyle Lowry. I know people don't like his game and don't really like him, but again, I'm thinking about trying to keep as much value and as much assets here while spending cap space, and that's one player I think that's not out of your reach as Zach's here, and most of your pieces are still here. I think Kyle Lowry would be great, man. He's been great for that Raptors team. He's been great for Fred VanVleet, which, uh, I mean... Got a similar player like him in Kobe. Maybe he could play alongside him.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just listening to the latest low post yesterday where they're talking about their all star picks. And by the way, there was some serious Zach Levine disrespect in that episode. You know, my blood was boiling listening to it. You know, not that they completely ignored him, but they were discussing him as an all star candidate. And just, I mean, the dude continues to get so so little respect. People were talking about, oh well, yeah, I might I might have Fred VanVleet on my all star team instead of Zach Levine. Like, come on, guys,
2: ridiculous. Like
0: VanVleet's good, but yikes. Shout out to As for Lowry. Be, yeah, ridiculous. They were talking about how you know teams that are maybe having an eye on Lowry. Maybe the Raptors are deciding they're going to finally move on from the Lowry era that he's been kind of underwhelming this season. Um, and and certainly, if you look at his numbers this season, they're down compared to the average Kyle Lowry stuff. But that they were, but Low was pointing out that the one thing that he is still doing is you know impacting their wins. Uh, you know his his on off numbers are not only you know the what's driving that Raptors team, but like I think he said, top five in the league. Um, so he can still clearly put. Uh, his imprint on a game, um, for the better, and like you said, he's doing great things for that Raptors team. I I would be very intrigued in a, a Lowry Levine backcourt. Uh, then it would just become a matter of what it would take to get him here.
2: And then you'd have two Lowrys. You'd have you have Kyle Lowry, and then you have Lowry Market, and and
0: right Lowry. Lowry.
2: That's always a good
0: way to remember when Bulls fans say Lowry, and it drives me crazy. I'm like, his name is Lowry. goddammit. Like Kyle Lowry, like Mike Lowry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Lowry is actually having a really decent season for being 34. And as much mileage as he's had on him, too. I mean, the dude's made six consecutive All-Star games, too, starting at 28 all the way back in 2014. But let me just read you his numbers real fast before we get out of here. 17.4 points per game. 5.4 rebounds 6.6 assists 1.1 steals he's shooting 44.4 percent from the field 37.9 percent from three and uh 52.6 percent from two so shooting really well man uh and that's not even exactly what i would ask him to do if he came here it's like yes you can be a second or third third scorer, but mostly i just need you to play make rebound and do a little bit of everything and help zach out that would be the biggest key and i think that might be a that might be an attainable guy in free agency, man, if he decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to hang it up from Toronto. I want to go see what I can do elsewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I still think that Lowry has several good years left in him. Um, he's always just been a pretty durable dude. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe he wants to try and find a winner somewhere else, make another run at a title. And and that Raptors title that now feels like forever ago Um, is it was a one-time thing? You know, they brought in Kawhi. He and Lowry led him to a chip, and then you know, now it's like already everybody's moving on. Hell, Marc Gasol is like helping the Lakers win a title this year. Um, so you know, I, I would obviously like Kyle Lowry has been that franchise for the entirety of his career. Like he, he is, you know, he is a god in. Toronto and in the entirety of the Great North. I think they would understand if he decided that it was time to move on. Um, you know, he 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 helped bring them the title. So I think that, you know, he he is released of his debts and obligations to that organization.
2: Yeah, and they talked about too, like other teams being interested in even trading for Fred Van Vliet, but I would feel like if Kyle Lowry's gonna walk this summer, you're gonna build your team around Van Vliet, Anobi and Adobe and and spicy P like that's your team that's your core right there I, I could see it man like that's one of the more realistic ones that I see and again it's a big if if he decides that yeah you know what let me let me move on from Toronto let me try something else somewhere else uh let me throw this at you too do you know who Kyle Lowry's agent is this is not Mark Bartlestein is it it is Mark Bartlestein oh my god (laughs) so there's a connection for you man there's the connection for you so um yeah, wait and see. And it's going to be a fun discussion, too. Like, as some pieces start to move before the trade deadline, we'll get a better picture of what's going to be available, what players are going to be available this off season, And I expect the Bulls to make a move or two. I've heard multiple beat writers from the Bulls say over the last couple of weeks that they expect the Bulls to make a move of some kind before the deadline hits. And a lot of them are pointing to maybe going and trying to get their playmaking guard at least for this year. So we'll see what that all means, too.
0: Yeah um i i th- I would not be surprised if the Bulls make some kind of move here uh, in the next month or so. I don't think it'll be Zach. um, but I think that having watched twenty five or so games with this team, and yes, the injuries is certainly made it more difficult as far as evaluating. But I think that there's still enough of a sample size plus all of the homework that they've done on what this roster did before they arrived that they would feel comfortable enough making their first move, their first move of likely many moves when it comes to this roster.
2: All right, I promise one last thing, just because as I'm scrolling this free agent list, I'm putting things together. One last thing. What if you offer DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry both one-year, $20 million, come play with Zach? He's in a contract year as well, and this can all be kind of a building block. Hey, let's try it for you. Would you you be opposed to pairing? I guess instead of being opposed, where do you think the Bulls would stack up if they decided to sign Lowry and DeRozan for one-year contracts and kept the team basically the same way it is right now? Where do you land in the East with that on paper?
0: So, like, what seed would the Chicago Raptors be? Basically, yes. (laughs) Um, You know, probably
2: somewhere between four and eight that I would say that's a good call I was gonna say like between four four and six is probably a little optimistic I'm probably with you too eight is at the absolute worst Kyle Lowry Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan of some kind spend a lot of time on the shelf things just don't go well but the other the flip side of the coin is hey this is actually working we're a top four team in the east Matt, just a couple of days ago the Bulls if they had pulled off their four wins that they should have had they should have won whether they blown leads or guys have hit game winners they would be tied for the fifth seed in the in the East right now, with how stacked and jammed it is right there. So that's why Zach Levine's paying close attention as well. But uh, yeah, that's something to think about too. Is maybe reunite those two reuniting, uh, in free agency this summer somewhere?
0: Man, there's a uh, there's still plenty uh, that's left to be decided. Everybody, you know, of course, is talking about how the the once heralded 2021 free agent class is now a lot less exciting. But I still think because teams are trying to scramble through this weird pandemic part two season that teams are anxious to make a move. Cause I think everybody recognizes this season like titles wide open. Like, yeah, the defending champion Lakers are the favorites, but it's weird. It's fluky. Strange stuff has already happened. More strange stuff is going to continue to happen. And there might be a, a lot of teams around the league who think, Hey, we're, we're one player, maybe two players away for making a legit run at this. And that usually leads to some pretty active weeks leading up to the
2: deadline. Bulls could go after Bulls could go after another Raptor and former Zach Levine college teammate, Norman Powell. Norman Powell's got a player option this summer and it's at one right. 10 million.
0: All right, we're, we're done listing players now. We're done listing Raptors now, Jordan.
2: I think that's going to about do it here on Locked On Bulls. Thanks for listening to today's Bulls episode. Bulls really need to
0: go out there and get Norman Powell.
1: <laughs> Hell no going no damn Chicago. Let's stop this nonsense right
2: now. Go out and get Norman Powell player option. Be the wing off your bench. Score 20 a night for you. There you go. Boom. I just solved your bench scoring problem. I'm
0: I'm glad you solved it Jordan. Alright let's go get it done.
2: Hit us up with your if you got trade hypotheticals you're looking at free agency like I am already uh, only like about a little over a quarter of the way through the season. Hit us up 331-979-1369 whether you want to do text, voicemail anything you got for us three one nine seven nine one three six nine you can shoot us an email at locked on bulls at gmail.com we're on twitter at jordan c malley at bulls underscore peck and at locked on bulls for matt peck i'm jordan malley bulls nation have a wonderful weekend be back on monday with a fresh episode for jordan and matt we are out Deuces, boots to asses. We,
1: we studied the options, and we've studied the NBA, we've studied the history of the NBA. You know how that shit goes, but no guys. Locked On Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to lockedonbulls.com.
3: Thanks a lot.